our bicentennial coordinator has put on 150,000 miles on his own van just in the last four wow. years, crisscrossing the state itself, engaging with audiences and people and hearing their perspective and seeing where we can share all of our complexity and uniqueness and richness of our state. We're so diverse in Missouri when you think about it. We've got rural and urban and landscapes and so much diversity. But when you can look at what is some of our sharedness that we have, that's what we're looking at promoting here and our differences too and helping each other understand that difference. That's really what we were hoping this bicentennial effort would do, just to get to know our neighbors better. Welcome to St. Louis in Tune, where we size up current and historic events involving people, places, and things in areas such as the arts, crime, education, employment, faith, finance, food, history, housing, humor, justice, and sports. Our weekly podcast gives you the edge to live a more informed life. We discuss more than just St. Louis as we connect the gateway city to our country's current cultural fabric and lives. This is the bicentennial year for the state of Missouri. Beth Pike is on the line with us. She's the Senior Strategic Communications Specialist for the State Historical Society of Missouri and is in charge of Strategic Communications for Missouri 2021. Beth, welcome to St. Louis In Tune. Thank you, Arnold, and that's a mouthful, so I appreciate you getting that right. Give us an overview of Missouri 2021 for us, Beth. Absolutely. Missouri 2021 is not just a year-long event of activities that take place for the Missouri Bicentennial. We've been actually planning this for about seven or eight years, and some of those events actually started last year. We had a lot of contests to involve Missourians. One had to do with the poster contest, where we put out a call during the pandemic, but we did get students, probably about 500 students, that submitted posters, and then there were four design winning designs that became our official poster for the event. And we also had a photo contest where we invited Missourians across the state, professional and amateurs, to submit a photo of a place that's close to their heart or a place they enjoy in their county. And again, we had probably over a thousand submissions and uh, we narrowed it down uh, to 200 and State Farm Insurance was gracious enough to set up a traveling exhibit for us and that with all 200 images and that's been traveling around the state. So a lot of communities have had a chance to see that in their libraries and historical societies and some of their town halls around around the uh, around the state. We've also had the Missouri Bicentennial Quilt that's been traveling since last year as well and continues to travel through the end of the year. Uh, and that have, represents a quilt blog from every single county in the state. So it's truly a, a patchwork quilt, if you call it that. That's probably the perfect uh, way to describe it. So it, it's just really beautiful because it tells the story of each county we've asked. Uh, we didn't really put any kind of restrictions on it. We just asked people who are submitting that, their county block to have it represent their county the way they see it. So it's uh, really an amazing uh, piece of quilt to think that we've got all qu- counties within the state represented on it. And that's been on display at very low locales and will also be displayed uh, at some of our state events uh, that are coming up starting actually on Friday, and that's with the uh, Together for 21 Fest, which is a three-day event, more or less geared towards the humanities, and that will be on the MU campus in Columbia, Missouri, and at the State Historical Society of Missouri headquarters. And that's a three-day event that will be happening with live music, art. We will have a lot of folk art demonstration, book talks, just a little bit about something for everyone. Then also concurrently on Saturday, St. Charles will be offering their festival and called the Missouri Bicentennial Bash and Commemoration at the First Missouri State Capitol State Historic Site, where it all began. 
began 200 years ago, and that is on Saturday. Then following up on Tuesday is Statehood Day at the Missouri State Capitol, and that will be more of the official ceremony for the Bicentennial. And then we have official ceremony that will be taking place on the south lawn of the Capitol in the morning, followed by a naturalization service inside the Capitol Rotunda, where we'll welcome new citizens to the United States and who've been here in Missouri and made that their home for the last few years before they could get their citizenship. So we welcome them to become a U.S. citizen. And then that's followed by an ice cream social around the state, where we've asked communities to partake in an ice cream social anywhere way they want to devise it in their own community. And that's going to be happening all across the state in the afternoon and the evening of August 10th, which is our statehood day. And then finally, we will have a presence at the Missouri State Fair, August 12th through the 22nd in Sedalia. So we'll have special bicentennial exhibits and events happening there as well. Beth, one of the things you mentioned was the Missouri Bicentennial Quilt, and I know that's going to be at the Eugene Field House Museum here in St. Louis, August 26th through, through September 22nd. Discuss that quilt a little bit more, and what is significant about that quilt, other than you mentioned every county was able to participate or had the opportunity to participate, but what is the significance of a quilt that really is historic? That's right. When we look back at our past, quilts have always been around for a very long time. Even uh, we look at the early pioneers, quilting was much, very much a part of it. And, and within our own state, we've discovered, uh, and I'm not a quilter, but we've soon learned that there are many wonderful quilters here in Missouri. And the Missouri Star Quilt Company, which is based here in Missouri, is a company that, the way I understand it, I've been told it's the mecca of quilt companies. So a lot of people buy their material from there, and there's a museum, a uh, quilt museum in the community as well, and people have really taken on, continued this tradition of quilt making. And so early on, we were looking for ways to engage communities. We discovered that there was a lot of quilt makers and people still doing that form uh, of art. And so we reached out to them to say, hey, do you want to do a quilt? And that evolved more into, let's see if we can get a quilt block from every county. And then we had submissions that were we were asked counties to submit to the quilt. And then we also did go through and uh, we had some judges look through and decide which quilt would represent that county. And that's what really makes up the quilt. But the nice thing about on our website at Missouri2021.org, you can go under the Engage tab and then it will say Bicentennial Quilts. And you can view all of the quilt blocks that were submitted. And you can also view the selected quilt blocks for the actual Bicentennial Quilt. And each one tells what the community is from, a little bit about it. So for instance, in St. Louis, I found that was really interesting because when I looked at it, I was trying to figure out what it was just, it was a block with a couple of different dots, and I realized, oh, that's Braille. And so it was there to represent the School of the Blind there in St. Louis, and that's what the, the St. Louis quilt block is represents. So I thought that was really interesting and unique. So again, you can go in and check each of those out on our website at Missouri2021.org. Of course, we invite people to come to the Eugene Fieldhouse Museum in St. Louis, August 26th through the 22nd of September, and see it in person. And it's truly one of those things that I think the pictures doesn't always do it justice. When you see it in person, you can really appreciate it and see how colorful it is. And you start to question about, oh, I didn't know that county represented this. I wonder what that meaning is. So it's, again, it's just something that people can really take a long time look at it. And uh, I know every time
time I look at the quilt, I see a different block that I didn't see before. And then I have to go to the website to see, oh, what's that block represent? That's really cool. And for instance, if you, you go down to Cape Girardeau, there is New Madrid County. There is a block that's all the pattern is a little bit off of each other. They're not quite in a line. And it realized, oh, that represented the New Madrid quake. So now I get it. So hmm. it, it's just a really interesting story that you can learn and read a little bit more about the counties and, and, and the people. It's very beautiful on the website, and I can imagine how gorgeous it's going to be in person because, like you said, the colors are going to be much more vibrant, and you'll be able to see the detail that's significant for each county that they've put on those quilt blocks. That's right. I was thinking about what you said, eight years in the making to organize this. How do you go about organizing a bicentennial and figuring out exactly what you're going to do, when you're going to do it, where you're going to do it. Run us through that process of how that was all formulated and then came to fruition. Absolutely, and that's a good question. So when we first started, we were actually, it was in 2013, and it was the 97th Missouri General Assembly that said, hey, this is a ways away, uh, actually eight years away, but we should start looking at doing what we're going to do, for, plan for the for the commemoration. So they chose the State Historical Society of Missouri because of the mission work that we do here as a trustee of the state to go ahead and be able to carry that mission out as to uh, how we would com- celebrate it. So there were people before my time here that really got things going, and they had more or less listening posts where they went out to different counties and talked to people and listened, mainly just listened, to see what Missourians envisioned and would like to see happen for the bicentennial year. So it was really a culmination of a kind of a grounds, I'd say grassroots, grounds up campaign based on feedback and talking to people. Our bicentennial coordinator has put on 150,000 miles on his own van just in the last four years, crisscrossing the state in itself. And that's not, not personal use. That is strictly bicentennial mileage he's put on because he's just been on the road every week, just engaging with audiences and people and hearing their perspective and seeing where we can share all of our complexity and uniqueness and richness of our state. But how can we share that and celebrate that and, and acknowledge that? Each a unique story to tell, even though we're a different county culturally and, and geographically. We're so diverse in Missouri when you think about it. And we've got rural and urban and landscapes and so much diversity. But when you can look at what is our some of our sharedness that we have, that's what we're looking at promoting here and, and our differences too and helping each other understand that difference. That's really what we were hoping this bicentennial effort would do, just to get to know our neighbors better and, and then invite other Missourians who might have lived here at one time and have moved on elsewhere and living maybe even abroad. We've been able to engage with those folks. We've had a lot of live streaming events happen, and some of those have been two-way where we've invited, we've had presentations on Zoom, and we've had people come in and join us from all over, not just Missouri, but other states as well. They might have grew up here and just still wanted to stay engaged, and it's been really wonderful. So it's one of those things, the pandemic was the one silver lining, I think, for all of us here was just finding this virtual world where we could still stay connected because we could not do a lot of in-person events during the pandemic, and we went online with many of our events and found that we were able to really tap into Missourians who have not been back here for a while, but uh, still wanted to learn and be part of this whole bicentennial experience. You know, that's a great way to describe that. And many times individuals who live in a city, whether it be St. Louis, Kansas City, Springfield, Columbia, or at at the Four Corners, 
they don't really understand or get a, an appreciation for the beauty of the state or the rural counties. And one of the programs that you have online that I found was very interesting was the Missouri Explorers program, where you really encourage individuals to travel across the state. And it doesn't even have to be across the state. It could be down a couple counties. It could be like a little weekend or a day trip. There's a, a pledge that you ask people to do, but some of the challenges that you have are just unbelievable. There's um, the African-American Heritage Challenge. There's the Boone's Lick Road Challenge. And folks, if you don't understand what I'm saying, you need to go to Missouri2021.org and check out the Missouri Explorers Program. Explain that a little bit more because I probably didn't do a very good job of that. Oh, actually, you did a great job of that. But yes, absolutely. So this is one of the projects that we got so excited about. We came up with this idea in of last year, and we weren't sure if people would take this on or not. But we were thinking about how can we do something where you can earn a badge or a button or something and then get out and travel. I know many of us maybe weren't ready to hop on a plane and go very far, but maybe we could just do a weekend trip, like you said, or we could just explore something in our own county that we really haven't thought about exploring. So we reached out to different partners to help us with the challenge, just to help pay for some of those, each of the challenges. And we came up with these incredible trips, road trips, if you will, or just day trips. And, and many of them were St. Louis. So they, they hopped right on early on. There was like a family fun kids St. Louis challenge where you can uh, t- check out some of the more family oriented activities there in St. Louis. We also have the Forest Park Adventure Challenge. Those are all ones close by. St. Genevieve has one, a German Heritage Corridor, Get Your Kicks in St. Louis Challenge. But anyway, these are events that the challenges where you can go into, you can, like you said, go into the website and there's a challenge guide and it will list the different places to stop and visit. You don't have to go to all of them. Usually you might have to say, maybe do seven or eight out of the 15. It'll tell you on each challenge in order to earn your button. And once you go in, you you figure out where you want to go and what you want to see, and you take a picture of it, take take a selfie, and you upload and send that to us once you've completed your your challenge, and then we'll send you a button, and um, you will be an official. You've completed it. So it's just been a great thing for just families or if you're in a small pod with some friends that you've been hanging out with to do something fun. And um, we've really, we've had over a thousand people who have taken the challenge and completed it. So we feel really good about that. And our very first one was a family uh, father and two sons that did it in St. Louis. They were the very first ones, I think in early March, to complete the challenge. And they've since the one they challenged, the, the challenge they completed, they've done other ones as well. So they've really taken this to heart. And that's, I guess, how they've been joining their spring and summer times together. Again, that's at Missouri2021.org. And if you go into the Engage tab uh, and drop down menu, you'll see Missouri Explorers and we'll tell you how to join up. I thought that was a, a great engagement for families, for individuals who have a little time. There's still a little time left in the summer and even going into after school begins to be able to participate in those kinds of activities. Beth, what's your favorite portion of Missouri 2021, and why does it speak to you? Good question. I've been involved um, in a lot of different ways with within Missouri 2021, but I think one of the things that I really have enjoyed is a project that we've been doing here. Uh, it's probably because my background is in journalism, and I went to Missouri School of Journalism years ago, but we developed a, a project called Missouri on Mike, and we are 
we've been going out to different festivals, and these are journalism students and faculty at KBIA Radio, the NPR station, and have been going out and, and talking to people about what does it mean to be a Missourian, and where do you want Missouri to be in the future? What are your hopes and dreams for the state? So it's a way we can collect the here and now of what's happened to Missourians right now, and especially with the pandemic. A lot of people have had a hard time with that, and just I think it's been very helpful for people just to talk, ask, how are you doing? What's going on in your life right now at this moment? So all of this will be part of a collection called Missouri on that we are storing and housing here at the State Historical Society of Missouri, which we feel that in down the road will be researchers, students of tomorrow. We'll find that maybe interesting to see what Missourians thought about during this time. And it will be a digital archive. And then more importantly, too, with that is that this fall and actually right now, the students have been editing the stories down to about four-minute pieces, and they've been run on the air. So it's been a great opportunity for people to hear the voices. So not just the officials and the leaders of different communities, but just hearing the people talk about Missouri, the state, and why they're here, and what's special about this place. So that's been running pretty much since June, and it was a project we started up early in January. And uh, like I said, we've been taking it out on the road. It will be at all the different festivals that we have concurrently going on, as well as the state fair. So we'll have presence every day at the State Fair from 10 to noon at Missouri on Mike. It will be in the Women's Building, which is where the Department of Natural Resources is based there, and they're letting us have a space. And we're going to put Missouri on Mike on the front porch so people can come in and, and have a seat, and we'll, we'll record a 10 to 15-minute story with them if, if people are interested. So that will be daily at the Missouri State Fair starting in August. You know, when you do something like this and you're so involved in it, there's always something that grabs your attention, and that's a very cool activity that you've been doing and and a great one that I'm sure will be part of the Missouri Bicentennial Time Capsule. Can you describe a little bit more, Beth, about when that's going to happen and how it's going to happen? Yes, absolutely. So we've been inviting any organizations, nonprofit groups, your class, your club, government agency, uh, just not individuals because we thought it would probably be overwhelming to receive. But any organization club, you can submit to us something from their past, their present, and a note to the future. And that is, we do a little bit of requirements. We ask it not to be more than eight and a half by 14 inches because this will actually, we call it a time capsule because we are going to be sealing it and putting it away for 25 years. So it justifies that, but we will be actually storing it, uh, archiving it correctly uh, to all of our standards at the State Historical Society of Missouri. So we'll really be in Columbia, our time capsule, in a file marked as such, and then we will close it on August 10th, and then we are accepting letters, however, to the future for it, which will be there all through the state fair. So the, the letters and everything needs to be received by August 23rd. But if you are interested, you do have to, to download a submission form and let us know you want to do that by August 10th. And then, uh, like I said, you still have a couple weeks to get all that material in, and then we will close it, and uh, it will be stored here at the State Historical Society until August 10th. 2046, when it will be made available to the public. So it will be um, be really interesting for people 25 years from now to see what all has been submitted. And I tell you, it's been a little bit of everything. In fact, we've been putting some up, scanning some of the objects and items into our website too, so you can see what people have been submitting. So that kind of gives people an idea 
what to submit as well. Again, that's uh, and our first one I should was Harold Vittles in uh, Salem Dent County, and that was fun. They submitted some of the artwork for their sauce and talked a little bit about their company and where their hopes are down the road. I think they want to be in not just there in Salem County, but have plans to be around the country one day selling their sauce. So it's been really fun to see all of that here within the state. And so, yeah, we encourage everybody, if, if you're interested, if your club or group might have, want to submit to the time capsule, it is not too late. August 10th is our deadline, so you only have until Tuesday to at least download the form, but then you do have a couple of weeks to get it sent in and turned up to it and turned up to us. So you could even deliver it just by mail is fine, regular mail, or if you want to upload by digital form, that's, you can do that as well. Beth, give us some final thoughts and encouragement for uh, residents of our state to take advantage of uh, these events and activities. Absolutely. Thank you for that. I would just say for everyone to, the best thing to do is go to Missouri21.org and check out our website because I'm sure you'll find something in there that you might want to learn about or hear about. This weekend activities in Columbia, however, are all going to be live stream, or at least most of the events are going to be live stream. So it's a great way for you to start listening and hearing a little bit more about what all everybody's been doing for the bicentennial. And so if you go to our Missouri2021.org, you will see a live stream tab and starting uh, Friday beginning at nine o'clock you can uh, hear the different talks that will be happening and uh, learn a lot about the state we have some wonderful book talks that will be happening related to Missouri the Latinx communities in Missouri is presenting we're going to have a live stream of some wonderful music in fact little Dylan blues band is from st. Louis and they're going to be here to perform live at Jesse all and then so will the K brothers and Bernie sisters as well as the Kansas City Latin Jazz Orchestra will be performing that night. We will have some seats inside for people to sit in who, who come and attend, but it's also going to be live streamed. So if you're un, unable to make it and just want to hear some great music of Missouri, you can tune us in by our live stream at Missouri21.org. I know we didn't talk about, but the Bicentennial Mural has been going around before this year, and now it's completed. Um, it was done by two artists out of Cape Girardeau that conceptualized the idea on one of these listening posts. They heard it and said, hey, what can we do for the Bicentennial? And they put together these uh, large panels representing symbols of Missouri. And they drew each symbol like a triangle. So it was, was almost like a paint by number. And I got to paint on it. And many, in fact, 17,000 Missourians got to paint on wow. it. And uh, just to fill in their little triangle. So like mine was part of the state seal. And I know my little triangle is within the brown <laughs> part of the bear. <laughs> so one day I'll, it's going to be eventually put up at the uh, Truman Building, which is the large state building in Jefferson City across from the Capitol. And that's going to have a permanent home in a public area, I believe their cafeteria area. So people can eventually see that when it gets installed. But it's been traveling around the state. And in fact, it, it beat the uh, World Book of Guinness Records for the most number of people wow. to paint on a single mural. So we're pretty proud of that. We, we, it's unofficial. We haven't put in the paperwork all, all together and received confirmation. But I think that we, we came close. The one that came close was 13,000, and we were well over 16. So we were, we got something to brag about here. That's right, folks. Missouri2021.org. We've been talking to Beth Pike. She's in charge of strategic communications for the Missouri 2021. Beth, thanks for joining us on St. Louis in Tune. We greatly appreciate it. Thank you. We appreciate you listening to this episode of St. Louis in Tune. If you enjoyed this episode, please check out our website, stlintune.com. That's stlintune.com. 
St. Louis in Tune is produced in cooperation with KWRH 92.9 FM and Motif Media Group. For St. Louis in Tune, I'm Arnold Stricker.